Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with us, your weekly Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead. And just as a reminder, we want to make sure that all our listeners are of the appropriate age. So if you are younger than, let's say, 12, no, you know what? It basically, nobody listen to this. If, if you were of any age, okay, we're going to be using a lot of big boy words and... <laughs> Just in general, nobody should listen to it. It's true. Uh, <laughs> because... I like how Josh is now like the police on exactly what age you're allowed to hear the fuck word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I don't know. How, at what age do you say <laughs> you can't start hearing the fuck word? Anyway, I don't know, Josh. <laughs> the, the point is that in this episode in particular, we will probably be saying the fuck word a lot because we are doing Tony's favorite disney movie of all time the black cauldron that was sarcasm everybody it was it was i fucking hate this movie tony really hates this movie but you know what it's payback for bambi so because i i fucking hate bambi as most of you will know so i also don't like this movie very much but we were very lucky to have on a guest this week uh we'll get to that interview a little bit later but callie price joined me and tony for a short interview and yeah, I think it was. it's pretty funny, so you guys will enjoy that a little bit later. You got any trivia this week? I do have some trivia this week. So obviously we're watching Black Cauldron, 1985. It was directed by Ted Berman and Richard Rich. It was. It did have most of nine of the old men, Disney's nine old men involved, just for the record. So, you know, there was a pretty good production team. So it was the first PG-rated Disney movie, and one of the only up until the year 2000 when Dinosaur came out, which was also rated PG. It was considered to be rated PG-13 and rated R for mature content, but it got edited twice. (laughs) Funnily enough, though, it was rated U in the UK, which is their equivalent to G, even after all the edits and everything. So it's kind of funny that this was almost rated R, and we ended up getting a G rating from the UK. Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> Isn't there, like, what, didn't they pull out a scene where somebody, like, disintegrates or melts in acid or something? Yeah, there's that. Somebody, even in the unedited version, somebody's, like, throat gets slit, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a pretty fucking graphic movie. Like, it's, it definitely deserves the PG rating, that's for sure. Then it was the first Disney, Disney animated movie to use computer technology. Callie me- mentions that in the interview. Uh, It's the first one to use CGI instead of being all drawn. Tim Burton, this was his last involvement with Disney before becoming a filmmaker in his own right. So he was involved with this before he became a filmmaker on his own. It is based on Lloyd Alexander's novels. It's a five-part series called The Prydain Chronicles. And those books are based on ancient Wales mythology, a book of ancient Wales mythology tales called Mabinogen, Mabinogen. So, you know, there's some cool history. I don't know how much of it is uh, related to, you know, magic pigs, oracular pigs, but... I'm very excited to talk about magical pigs. I think... Yeah. I think this is going to be a great episode for magical pigs. I think so. I think that if there were ever a time for magical pigs, it's it's here and now. (laughs) (laughs) The last note that I have that's kind of interesting is that Ralph Bakshi was considered for involvement in this movie. For those of you that don't know who Ralph Bakshi is, 
He's the guy who did the animation, the animated version of Lord of the Rings in 1978. But he turned down the the role with this particular movie because he said he was too dark for Disney. Uh, and also bad. Well, I liked I liked the animated Lord of the Rings. I don't know what you're talking about. No, the animated Lord of the Rings is good. He he's he's making it. He was he was trying to be nice. Oh, it's just too dark. For <laughs> what he meant was, I don't want to work on this fucking terrible last movie. That might be part of it. <laughs> so yeah, Black Cauldron, 1985. Go watch it real fast. And I recommend having a few drinks in between because it is a rough one to get through. <laughs> So, real fast, go ahead and press pause, and we'll be right back and talk about the movie. So, pause. Okay, so we're back. And before we get to anything else, Tony, I want to say that we were, we when we talked about doing this movie before, we had a really funny moment that we wanted to really capture and maybe use the soundbite of in this, uh, in this episode. Yeah, so this is... The scene where uh, Taryn, the, like the yeah, he so the the pig gets away and the pig keeper is like, oh no! Insert here. Oh no! <laughs> it was like okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> We've all seen movies that have really bad acting, right? Yeah. This is an animated movie with really bad voice acting. That just doesn't happen. Like, his, like, his facial structure. It's like they animated bad acting <laughs> onto the screen. It's like, let's see, like, this guy sounds, like, this is a really dumb movie. He's mad about a pig being lost. And, like, the guys who were drew, drawing it were like, whatever the fuck. <laughs> they drew him acting poorly it's ridiculous and then he says like oh no oh no by the way i want you to know that i will be using that soundbite a lot in this episode so <laughs> both of the last two times that you said it i will be putting it either directly after or replacing your oh no with it um <laughs> but it will be making lots of appearances in this episode Good, 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 good. Yes. <laughs> so, that's it's going to be a blast. So, before we get to the actual movie plot, though, I want to take this time and let you have and enjoy our interview with Callie Price. And so, here is that. All right, hey guys, we are here with our uh, very special guest, Callie Price. Callie, hi, thank you for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, so, first of all, Callie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, uh, I am a software engineer doing a lot of computer coding and networking stuff. Uh, I very much enjoy board games and video games and stuff of that sort. I was in the Disney Movie Club with Tony and Josh for all of my time at the North Carolina School of Science and Math and NC State. So I've known them for a long time and basically just watched Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what we do. So, Tony. Yeah. I know that there there's a little bit of a kind of feud going on between the two of you. Not the same kind of feud as with Alan, but a, a very different kind of feud. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, our feud between me and Callie is more like Callie 
is annoying when I was being the Disney Movie Club president. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, like, the Disney Movie Club, this is actually, like, kind of a primer on our club, which is weird uh, and maybe not interesting, but very quickly, at the end of every uh, week, we would vote on what we're going to watch next week. And eventually, we kind of maybe want to do something like that with this podcast, uh, but it would be in the future. But every single fucking week <laughs> yep. Callie would bring up the black fucking cauldron which <laughs> I had seen and like nobody else in the audience had seen most times and so like people would be like well why does he hate it so much cause it's awful it's the worst <laughs> Disney movie ever and so <laughs> every single week Callie would be like we should watch the black cauldron and she knew she knows it's awful she's doing it for trollingness i guess okay i i mean you say that but it is a great fantasy adventure it's on oh the same God. scale of lord of the rings i mean oh my it's God. basically the same plot except instead of the one ring to rule them all it's a pig, it, it's, a pig. <laughs> it's the pig it's the one pig the one and uh, Smeagol's there, and there's Nazgul, there. and there's uh, Mordor. It's all there. Th they even have Sting. There's a magical sword. It's true. Oh it's, my god. Like, I, I couldn't help but draw similarities as well, Tony. Like, they're... The, and, you yeah, know, so just because there's a... <laughs> that you're ripping off of a really great, like, fantasy doesn't make it good. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's it really a, bad. It's it a, a really bad movie. It was a popular book series it was. for the younger Oh my groups. god. So Whatever. I actually, I actually have some news about this when I was looking at my trivia. And I'm sorry, Tony, but in 2016 it was reported that Disney re-bought the production rights to that book series no. called the... Bra the Chronicles Perdane. of Perdane? Yeah, Chron Chronicles of Perdane. Yeah. Disney re-bought the, the rights to it. So we're gonna get a remastered Black Cauldron? Yes. Oh very, very no! <laughs> they are considering doing it in the entire five-part series. No! Oh, okay. Okay. I, I was hoping we might get like a live-action one. I think that's what they're doing. It's a live-action. Live-action. Oh my god! Five. In what world do we need a live-action Black Cauldron? I'm sorry. I. This is the best news that I've heard all day. <laughs> I think that it would be really cool to see a five-part live-action series actually based on the Chronicles of Perdane. No! No! <laughs> this is a poorly written series. It was terribly executed the first time. I don't know why... Ah! <laughs> you know, Holy I don't actually want to see it, but I think I probably would see it when it came out. If nothing else, <sighs> because it would make Tony really angry. Oh my god, you, I you hate this so much. You definitely have to cover it in this podcast as I well. Mean, yes, most definitely. I I would be happy to cover that in this podcast. Disney, seriously, get on it. Because... Disney, I swear to god, don't do it. <laughs> it's our <Okay>. crap. <laughs> oh, it's good. I, oh I my god. hope so. <laughs> I really do. So, the good news is, so like, obviously... Everyone knows my feelings on this movie, and I think they're clearly the correct feelings. This is, like, the worst, like, money-wise, like, the worst movie Disney ever had. Like, they lost millions of dollars because it's awful and they put tons of money into it. No, they only put it in was, 25 like, million. critically terrible. It was, like, it's the, it's just a terrible movie. Yeah. They only put uh, in $25 million, but 
to be fair, they did spend like like 13, 14 years in production. So Jesus Christ, I can't, this is ridiculous. This movie is okay. Anyway, we're gonna get into it. In any case, <laughs> it, I got, it was also I got the first Disney movie to use CGI. Yep, it was. I got back at Cali after years of doing this. So every year, Cali somehow convinced everybody to watch The Black Cauldron. Tony, every you have to single year, man, that. The only reason people actually voted for Black Cauldron in Disney Movie Club was because of the way that you fought so hard against it. That was the, the main reason that most people went for it. And of course, no, it's a great story. It's not a great story. Sure. <laughs> so like, okay. every year for five years, Callie got everybody to watch Black Cauldron. It was awful. On the fifth year, I let it happen. I was like, oh, well, I guess we're watching the Black Cauldron. <laughs> And then I did maybe my greatest single act as president of the Disney Movie Club. Yeah, this this is this is a great story. I remember dying lot of laughter when this happened. <laughs> so uh, Tony, yeah, Tony, tell us what you did, and then and then we'll get your reaction to it, Callie. I had a friend because I have no technical skills on the computer. I had a friend put the Rickroll song right in the middle of the... You know the scene where she says, The Black Cauldron will never be destroyed! And I put the whole Rickroll song in there, the entire thing. And then it came back to the music video and everything. Everything. Yep. And I think... And so for three and a half minutes, we watched... We watched... Rick Astley's never gonna give you up. Yeah. It was... It was so funny. And I think... I think it was, like, shock value to begin with, and then all of us were like, okay, it's, it's probably just a short clip. And then it <laughs> ended up being the entire music video. <laughs> the, the worst part was, at the beginning of that night, our friend Riley Davis was supposed to bring, I think it's the either 20th or 25th anniversary of the Black Cauldron 25th, yeah. to there, because it had several of the deleted scenes. Yeah. And we were oh. going to watch that. But Genius Riley uh, forgot it. And... Tony, I think Riley's no. the one who put the clip in for me. I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that Riley did. Okay. Yeah, I think Riley's the one who put it in there for me. <laughs> huh. We'll yell at him later. Yeah, I guess but that explains it. <laughs> it. It does. But, uh, no, so, anyway, like, I was like, do you have a copy of it? And Tony gives me a smile and goes, yeah, I have a copy of it. <laughs> and I remember... Him saying that he was going to put that in, and I was like, oh no, it's going to be there. And then I'm watching this fantastic movie, and it gets to <laughs> that point. Bullshit. I, it, it gets to the point where, you know, they say the Black Cauldron can never be destroyed. And then it goes into it, and I had completely forgotten about that <laughs> I knew it was going to be in there. So it still shocked me, even when I was expecting it. <laughs> I, it, anyway, we got through the entire music video. And I couldn't help but think to myself, like, I hope it doesn't play again. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony, I, I kind of wish that you had, because then it, like, just looped it for the rest of what would have been the movie. Um, because I would have lost it, man. I. <laughs> and then uh, it didn't. It didn't loop. It just did the one and got all the way to the end of the music video. And then just picked right back up. The witches continue talking. And I mean, if you guys made me watch this terrible movie five years in a row, I'm going to make <laughs> you guys watch the entire music video. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, sure. 
I that's such a good story, man. Like, and I think don't you still have the the copy of it somewhere with with the song in between? I'm sure I do somewhere. Yeah. Okay, because I want that version. (laughs) 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 So, Callie, in what way can you defend this movie? Like, obviously, you've said that it's a a fantasy story comparable to like Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. What what do you say to people like Tony that say this movie doesn't even deserve to be among the Disney movies? Well, I think that everybody has a different opinion on the types of movies oh my that God. they like. Sure. I mean, I personally enjoy fantasy movies a right. lot more than other things, so I do enjoy the story of this movie. I mean, sure, it may be a little over the top. Right. It's like, you know, everybody loves to hate Kurt. <laughs> right. I mean, he's by far the most annoying character in the entire thing. But, hey, you know, he's also adorable with his munchies and crunchies. <laughs> no. No. He, he definitely this is does trolling. Have, this is what a, this is. You are trolling right now. He's, he's cute. But. He, I mean, he is cute, and he does also, have munchies Do you, like, also going. love Jar Jar Binks? Is that what's going on here? I mean, no. You're a but, big fan of Jar Jar? No, I, I'm a fan of the Jar Jar's a Sith Lord theory that was supposed to happen and didn't. I stand by the Gurgi is a Sith Lord. I, I could believe that. <laughs> I could believe that, especially now that they have both Star Wars and Prydain again. Yeah. It, it could happen. I, you never know. Um, oh my god. But also, Princess Lanway, her name has, like, her title is Princess. Why is she not among the Disney princesses? I will tell you why. Good point. It's a terrible movie, and nobody <laughs> knows it. They hid it away and pretend like it don't exist. Tony, I hate whoa, to whoa. tell you, I, but I think there's a chance that we might be getting a Princess Alonwe in the Disney Princess lineup in the near future. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, you don't know. But it did come out of the vault, because we have the anniversary edition. Yeah. It, it came out of the vault for, like, crazy people like you. And Riley. <laughs> who enjoy good movies, unlike somebody Katie. else who's no, on the other no, end. No, no, no. I family. actually, I ref- I've, I've always held the theory that you've trolled through all of this time that you'd never like this movie. Okay, I, I think that it's time to put this question to rest. Callie, do you actually truly like this movie? I enjoyed the movie. Okay, I, there's your answer, Tony. That's like that. <laughs> I guess. Now, I, I will say that I was not the original one to push for the Black Cauldron. Oh. Because at the um, Disney Movie Club at NCSSM, I had never heard of it the first time that we watched it. Okay. And it was actually uh, our friend Ellen and Riley who were pushing for it. Really? Yeah. It, it was Ellen who first suggested it. Huh. And, I remember you know, Riley, I didn't remember Ellen suggesting it. They they were feeding off of each other. I'm not actually sure which one was first, but they were the ones who were pushing it. And on the, there was a day that nothing was happening. So we had an impromptu Disney movie day that we watched oh, The Black right. Cauldron. Right, and right, that right. was the and first time happen? we watched it. And, you know, Tony was complaining the entire time. <laughs> That's what he does best with this movie in particular. That's true. Yeah. I mean... Oh, guys. Guys, I'm going to rip this movie apart. I'm, like, so excited. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on the rest of this episode. Yeah, I I probably will also be ripping it apart pretty bad, because I, I tend to be leaning more on the side of Tony on this one 
because I also don't like this movie very much. But I will give you that I think it's better than Bambi. So, I mean, <laughs> what? I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, I would say that. I mean, my least that favorite is Disney movie. absolutely false. I, I think Tony likes my least favorite Disney movie, which it's not an animated one. It's Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, I like Bedknobs oh, and Broomsticks. Oh, I like Bedknobs and Broomsticks. By far my least favorite movie I've ever watched. Um, I made, maybe I made not, you watch maybe that, not ever. I think, in retaliation at one point. Oh, hey, speaking of uh, least favorite and most favorite, Tony, we entirely skipped over your rapid-fire questions for Callie. Do yeah. you have some of those now that we're at <laughs> yeah, the we end of the interview? Yeah, we got straight into the, like, I fucking hate this movie uh, part of the, <laughs> <laughs> the discussion. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. now that we're here at the end, do you want to go ahead and do that rapid-fire? Yeah. Uh, you ready? Sure. Okay, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie or Disney movie? Your favorite movie? Uh, The Prestige. What's your favorite Disney movie? Fox and the Hound. What's your favorite princess? Zelda. What's your favorite Disney princess? Belle. Uh, okay. What's your favorite place to eat? My favorite place to eat would probably be the Angusborn Steakhouse here in Raleigh. Nice. If you were a biscuit, uh, what would you like to be put on you, or would you rather be kind of by yourself? Just butter. Just butter. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite color of socks to wear? White. And if I gave you an elephant, where would you hide it? An elephant? Yes. In my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> you said it was a quick fire. I didn't have time to think. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my rapid fire. Okay. Can I ask why? Why would you hide the elephant in your bedroom? <laughs> because I don't usually no, like Josh, we, we don't, we don't do that, that here. That would also mean it's a small enough elephant that, you know, it could fit in my bedroom. Okay. Which Wait, means it's but cuter. what if it wasn't? It, well, if it wasn't, then I'd have a much bigger bedroom, and I'm still okay with that. This is circular. <laughs> it, sure, it sure is. Okay, well, I don't really have any other questions for you, Callie. Tony, do you have any other questions for Callie? Nope, I got no more questions for Callie. Uh, Callie, I have a question for you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Alright. Alright, we're gonna be doing Tarzan in the next month or so, and you've never seen it. Would you like to be on for that episode as a, like, first-time viewer? Well, think about it. Alright, we may have Callie on for uh, a future episode. Hopefully, if not Tarzan, something else, certainly. Sounds like a plan. Alright, cool. Well, again, thank you, Callie. We appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your day to come do this interview. And, yeah, hopefully we'll have you on again. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. And, you know, no matter how much Tony hates this, just remember, the Black Cauldron will never be destroyed. It won't be destroyed. So, again, we want to thank Callie for being on. It was great, and we uh, we had a really funny conversation, I think. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, you know, I I think that she really, really, really does enjoy this movie. I don't know that she loves it as much as she says she does, but I think that she enjoys the movie. So, Tony, did you pick up any themes? Oh my god. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I'm a serious podcaster! Yeah, you're super serious. Super serial. Okay, no, seriously, though. The first thing that's written on my notes... So this is really funny. We thought we were going to record this, like, a month ago. So I actually watched this, like, a month ago. So a lot of my notes, like, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to know what they mean. It's okay. <laughs> it's good work. So <laughs> I looked at my notes this today, just, like, like refresh. 
And my first note is fuck. <laughs> I, I think I think I wasn't excited about watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's fair to say. Yeah, you know, I, I think that my first note really sums up the theme of this movie. And that that's the, the scene at the beginning where Taryn is trying to do his, his work, his chores and stuff. And the, the old guy, I forget what his name is. But Dorbin, 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 Dorbin says, "Go tend to Henwin," and he's all—he's like, "Man, it's always about that pig," and I think that that, that <laughs> sums up this movie for me. He's like, "It's all yeah, that's really good." He's like, "I'm I'm just trying to live my life, and it's always about that fucking pig. Why do I care about a fucking pig?" <laughs> I also like that, like, the way they decided to open the movie. So, lessons in how not to make a movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how not to do exposition. Right. Talking to yourself. Not a great way to do exposition. Yeah, that is a big no-no. So, Taryn spends, like, the whole, like, that whole scene just talking to himself. And then Dobbin spends the whole scene talking to himself after Taryn goes out into the yard. Dobbin. I'm afraid of the dark man with the scary horns and stuff. Dorbin. Uh, Dorbin. So I, I don't know his name. <laughs> so like, okay. First of all, before we even get to the the, the exposition exposition problem here, he burns his hand trying to get the pot off the fire, and then Dorbin's like, obviously it's gonna be hot, you idiot. And then <laughs> Taryn goes outside and he's upset about it, and then Dorbin goes and picks it up, and it's fine. He's not burnt. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! This movie is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, did it cool down that much in between the that like twenty second gap, or is Dorbin's hands just impervious to burning? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, this is great. <laughs> it's little shit like that um, that bothers me. So the next note so- that I. I, uh, we learned that Tarrant is a assistant pig keeper. Yeah, he's, he's not the, even like he, He's the assistant he just, pig keeper. He helps and you think that that means like he he's assistant pig keeper for all the pigs because it's like a pig farm or something. No. No. His job is to look after one pig. No, just to assist with one pig. <laughs> assist <laughs> looking after one pig for his entire life. <laughs> so, like, okay, here's my question. How how does this come about? Like, how... <laughs> <laughs> like, like Dorbin is is a grown man. He he probably like he works on a farm somewhere, and then somebody comes up to him and says, "Hey, I've got this magic pig. Take care of it for me." <laughs> or uh, the the other side of that is that Dorbin is a pig keeper. Henwin is just one of the pigs that he's taking care of, and one day he shoves the pig's face into some water. And says some words in a row, and they just happen to be oracular. Oh my god. <laughs> I really think, I really honestly think that Dobbin is like, I'm, I'm gonna give credit to like what I honestly believe is happening. He's probably like some magician or something, right? And he's like, got this magic pig through some means of magic, uh, through the magical underground, and like, decides to lay low because he's got the magic pig and becomes a pig farmer. Right? Sure. 
it's his duty to protect the the magic pig. Yeah, that's like my under my, like my guess. No, you know, I I prefer to think that a stranger approaches him and says, "I've got a magic pig. I need you to watch it for me." Put his face in water sometimes. <laughs> Say some words in a row, and maybe he'll do something special. So that's kind of weird. Uh, the other thing, the next thing I wrote was that this pig is a picky eater, and then I put dot 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 irony in big letters, and I said, "Take that, society," because the pig that's is right. a, a picky eater. If that's not a breaking down stereotypes, yeah. If that's if that's not breaking down some barriers, I don't know what is. And then the so, next the next thing I have is that this kid is terrorizing goats. Yeah, he's so you know he decides like, that he's going to he's going to take his stick and rattle the goat around. He's he says he's a warrior, not a pig keeper. And then he gets beaten by the goat. So Well to be fair, uh, goats are assholes. Goats if you if you terrorize a goat, goat will kick your ass. Do you know this from experience? I I will know yes. I not from I don't terrorize goats myself because I'm not a sociopath. But uh, I for, I worked at summer camp at a Boy Scout summer camp for eight years. One of those summers, I worked at I was the backwoodsman director, and we had a pet goat. His name was Buster, and I had him on a leash, and we would walk him back and forth to the backwoodsman area every day. Sure. And he was a jerk. Like he came around, but we had him around kids, and like every day, and they were they were treating him like a dog. They, we had him on a leash, and we would walk him. And, feed him and water him and he was a jerk man like he liked me we got along we, we would do this thing where we butted heads against each other and showed each other lovingly that we were we were there for each other but you know not all goats are sure. as nice as buster was <laughs> this is a weird story i like it no it, yeah <laughs> like he, he was a good a good friend of mine i would walk past every morning to go get him because i i would go get him before we had breakfast and I would shout in the morning. I would be like, Buster! And he would bleat back at me and be like, ah! From far away. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I knew he was awake. <laughs> <laughs> this is a heartwarming tale. Much better than the movie that we're talking about, actually. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it was. It was, a, it was a strong relationship that I'm proud to have bonded. So, uh, the pig is getting a bath. Back, back in the movie... The pig is getting a bath, and he's, like, bad at giving the pig a bath, which you would think if you're, like, one job, just take care of whatever. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then the pig flips the fuck out and, like, runs all over the the garden, and Dobbin's like, come, come, I will use his powers. And that's where we learn that the Horned King wants the Black Cauldron! Oh, no! Uh, uh... He's not just a magic, or he's not just a special pig. He's a magic pig. The magic pig. This is where things get very interesting. And this is the introduction to one of, like, the the biggest plot point of this movie for me. It's like, a lot of things could have just been resolved in this movie if they just fucking killed the pig. (laughs) Like, no, really. Because, like, the the whole problem with this movie is Dorbin's like, You've got to keep this pig safe. Whatever you do, don't let this pig get into the hands of the Horn King. So, like, why not? Why, why risk running away with the pig, taking it to a cottage? And by the by, the way, we don't know how far away the cottage is. And all he gave Tyrion to eat was one apple. 
<laughs> Didn't he give him like a like a slice of bread or something too? I I don't even know if he gave him any. I think it was just the one apple. <laughs> so like like the, gotta share that. Yeah, my, with, my, with the pig. <laughs> my problem is when we get to the Horn King scene and. The Horn King is like, I'm just, uh, if that's not the magic pig, I'll just kill it. No problem. And he's like, no, wait, I'll get him to tell you where the Black Cauldron is. No, you just fooled him. He's not going to use the pig. He can't find the Black Cauldron. <laughs> you win. If this pig dies, just let the pig fucking die. Because then, yeah, then there's no Black Cauldron. I never thought of that. That's there's no Black really Cauldron. You win. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Plus bacon. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And you get to eat the pig. Magic bacon. Magic bacon. Not just regular so, bacon. I have a problem with the way the Horned King is introduced. Okay. And by problem, I mean, folks, if you're trying to make a movie, right. here's how not to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we see Satan. He has the big horns. Right. Scary music. Hanging out with skeletons. We know he's bad, right? Right. And he starts talking <laughs> to the skeletons. To tell everything, everybody what's going on. If you're making a movie, how not to do exposition, don't just have your main characters explain everything to an empty room. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. People don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the next thing I wrote down was, and I wrote it down with like a little asterisk beside it to say, uh, that says, say in funny Horn King voice. So I'm going to say it in my funny Horn King voice. Horn King always walks slow for dramatic effect. <laughs> He's very, it's a very dramatic scene. He, he just walks down these stairs so slowly. I'm like, like are, are you just feeble? Or are you just trying to make an entrance when there's, you're in a room with nothing but dead bodies. Like, who are you making an entrance for? <laughs> He just practices every time he walks into a room. <laughs> and you gotta think, like, when he, when he walks into his, like, his bedroom, does he do that? <laughs> Look over here. My bed for my own slumber. Or is he like, okay. Cauldron born. <laughs> or is he like, he's like, okay, that's time to take off the mask and go to sleep now, Jerry. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's funny. The, the the magic pig and and Taryn are down by the creek and they're they're drinking some water. And I want to say that Taryn's just drinking water out of a creek, you know, not not worrying about filtering it or iodizing it or anything. So like there's Whatever. There there that's how you get parasites. Insert oh no yeah. clip here. Oh no. But yeah, like that's that's how you get parasites. And then all of a sudden, the 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 Nazgorn come up out of nowhere and steal a pig. Yeah. Oh no. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Gurgi shows up for the first time. Gurgi is such a horrible character. <laughs> He's so bad. I. Like, I don't know why he even has a place in this movie. Oh my god. Like, he, I, he, he is like I said, the Gollum character. Jar Jar Binks, Gollum, the worst character. He, he's a mix of Jar Jar Binks and Gollum. If it, it's like, if Gollum was still, like, the same sort of, like, idea behind Gollum, but just so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, 
he takes a bite of it, and then he's like, oh, poor Gurgi. Poor Gurgi. Munchies and crunchies. Always left with no munchies and crunchies. Poor Gurgi is left with no munchies and crunchies. And you, you're like, oh, poor Gurgi. And then... No, you're not. You're like, fuck you, Gurgi. <laughs> Gurgi is just such an asshole. Like, we see it consistently, too. Like, anytime there's trouble, Gurgi just runs the fuck away. Which I think is pretty genuine. I think that he, he like, I wish that he were, we saw Gurgi as, like, a little human man. Like, a little homeless man. <laughs> and Gurgi is this, like, little frail old man that's just really hairy and not wearing any clothes. Like and, a hermit or something? Yeah. And Gurgi pops out and is like, I stole your apple! <laughs> He's a poor little old me! And then he runs away whenever there's something dangerous. I think, I think that would have been really funny for me. But... I agree. Then it, it's funny because Taryn, whatever his name is, is just like, hey, have you seen a pig? And <laughs> Gurgi's like listing off these qualities of pigs. And Taryn's like, yes, yes, that's that's my pig for sure. They're just regular pig qualities. I think that that's really, really funny for me because he's like, is it like a, is it pink? Does it have a snout? Does it have a, a, a curly tail? A curly tail? Yes, of course, that's Henwin. You're describing Henwin to a T. As if as if to say that, like, Taryn has never seen another pig. <laughs> Taryn doesn't know what pigs are. <laughs> Taryn only knows his pig. <laughs> yeah, with, he makes a really <laughs> shitty pig keeper because he doesn't know what pigs look like. <laughs> he's just hopeful. And, and he's hoping that this Smeagol character will know, will help him. And then he does. But the, the problem is, here's, here's my other big issue is he's like, I have to go to that horrific tower and help help this pig, put my life on the line to help this pig because I made a promise to Dorban. Like, that that's your yeah. whole... If that's your whole reason is because you promised Dorban that you're going to keep this pig safe, like... He has a sense of purpose. It's pig-keeping. It, it just seems like a stupid waste of time. You're, you're going to get yourself killed... The pig's gonna die anyway because they don't know the magic sequence of words to make the pig do what you want it to do. <laughs> so, like... I don't think they could, like, read it in a book or something, right? Like, or find the guy who taught Dobbin? I mean, you don't know. Like, they maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. If they do, then good for them. They win. That's it. But if they don't, then it's just a pig. It's useless. <laughs> And even, it is just a pig. Make ham. Like, even then, even when the kid shows up, uh, Taryn shows up, they're like, is this really the pig? They're asking him if this is really the magical pig. And he's like, yes, of course it is. If, they, if he hadn't been there, they probably would have assumed anyway that it wasn't the magical pig. It's just a pig. It's just a regular but ass Nazgul pig. just grabbed a random pig... Brought it into Morador. There's probably like a pen of like a hundred pigs in Morador right now. <laughs> and because they, they just keep picking up the wrong pig. Yeah, like, yeah. How, how would they ever know if it's the right pig? Or was this their first attempt at a pig? They just grabbed the first one they saw. There aren't a lot of pigs here. So that's the thing. <laughs> Nobody really knows what pigs are because there's no pigs in Perdane. <laughs> so, uh, okay, guys. We're. we're <laughs> We're really not trying to tear this movie apart this much. The the problem is that it does it to itself. The, the, hopefully you watched it and you'll see that these things are, are 
just so plainly ridiculous. Uh, yeah. We're not being, like, super assholes. Like, like, there will be some who will say that we are meaner to this movie unfairly than we are to other movies. This movie just goes way over the top with this awfulness. It, I mean, it really uh, does. It, it's like Disney made a B-movie on purpose. Because you're right. <laughs> like, no, because you're right. Like, they, the voice acting in this movie, it's like they were trying to portray bad acting. Oh, no! Uh, and and that's, that's, that's our evidence right there, was that oh, no clip. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Smeagol, I mean Jar Jar, I mean Gurgi. Right. Uh, tells Master not to go into Mordor. <laughs> you, there's another way. Uh, <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> up, up, up the stairs. Gurgi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll never see his best friend again. You know what, Gurgi? Like, okay. <laughs> so, like, my issue is that what is Gurgi's motivation in this movie? It, it, <laughs> Like he well now he wants his best friend. He he wants his best friend that he just met five minutes ago, who injured him and took away his munchies and crunchies. So like he's not his best friend. If he makes best friends with everybody that injures him and takes away his munchies and crunchies, then he's got millions of best friends. Gurgi, you can do better. (laughs) Like really, he's more concerned about his magic fucking pig. So then we come to this scene inside, and there is so much drinking. There's a lot of drinking and strippers. Yeah, there are. So, like, this is one of those moments where you're like, okay, I see why this is a PG movie. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of drinking, and he says, like, more wine and mead and women. I thought that was really funny. Like, there's a lot of obviously inebriated men. The guy who's, like, right there at the door and the dog is freaking out. He's like, come on, you stupid dog. We'll do the rounds now. He was obviously drunk. He's, like, laying there with his face down. So, like, there's a lot of drinking. And then this magic Lich King is like, come on in, bring in that chained-up pig. And it's just... Can we talk about how chained-up the pig is? It's so much chained-up, this chained-up pig. Like, why... (laughs) Why are you afraid that... Because you're chained together its front hoofs like hands. And it's... It's, like, chained to the box or whatever. Yeah. It's so chained up. Like... Are you worried that this this chained up pig is gonna find a way to escape these cuffs? Like it's gonna it's gonna have some kind of bobby pin or something to escape these cuffs? <laughs> because as far as you know, it's just a regular ass pig, and and more so, bring, <laughs> bringing the pig into this big chamber in front of everyone. What were you hoping to accomplish? Were you gonna question the pig? Were you gonna be like, oh my God. excuse me, pig? Are you the magic pig? And if the magic pig says yes, then yes, it is. <laughs> if it talks, if it, it talks, has to be the magic pig. Like well, so, wh- like what is your criteria here? What are you trying to do by bringing it in here? So here's the thing: they they bring it in like immediately. I don't remember when they unlock it, but they unlock it pretty quickly. So like now is if it's a magical pig, it's just gonna like fly out of there. It's un- it's unchained now. You <laughs> you unleash the beast. The pig is out. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Charges right at the the horn king and kills him. Because it's a magic fucking pig. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then Terran comes up. He fall falls into the room like an idiot, and he's like. This very intimidating Lich King in front of him. He doesn't even look at the king. 
he just sort of like hugs the pig and the lich king finally like says something to him and he's like yes this is this is my pig i'm the the pig keeper and he's like well can you make it do something magic for me and he's like well no i promised you idiot they're gonna kill you and the pig don't say no i can't because i made a promise like (laughs) that's it's such a dumb answer just say no this isn't a magic pig what are you stupid it's just a pig man (laughs) i i I came into this i came into mordor to get my regular ass pig (laughs) (laughs) he's like i can't i promised and then he this is my issue they could have just killed it he was like no wait i'll get him to do this magical thing and then before he can even do the magical thing they he's like stopped and there's wine in his eye holes, like, the, the Lich King's eye holes. He's like, ah, wine in my eyes! And then he's debilitated. What kind of, what kind of magic Lich King is, is stopped by a, a splash of wine in his eyes? Yeah, he's not a great king. No, like... He, like, he's not that great of a villain. No, he's not a very good villain. He just got splashed by a little bit of wine in his eyes. He's like, ah! So... He is locked away for some reason. I don't know why they didn't just try again. Because it was clearly working. And then yeah. they locked them in a dungeon together. Well, uh, they, they ran away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. So the pig can't do it again. That's fine. So pig gets away. They put Taryn in a cell. And then we meet Princess Alonwe. Navi the fairy came with Zelda up the stairs to meet Princess Alonwe. Yeah. And so, actually, did you know that this, uh, that Legend of Zelda was lightly based off of this movie? Wait, that doesn't make sense. Like, years-wise, it doesn't make sense. Might have been based off the books. One, one, one of the two. What, what year did Legend of Zelda come out? Uh, before 1985, I assume. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. So, they, they escape together with Princess Ailanwi, and he just steals a sword. He's like... This belonged to somebody, but it's mine now. He's not using it. Okay, so how not to make a movie? <laughs> okay, part three. Go ahead. Okay, so like it is like clear and obvious when you just throw in random like plot devices to make your escape convenient. Like mm-hmm. uh, like five seconds before they got the magic sword, they learned about the magic sword, and then they left the they used the magic sword to leave. You you build in the plot device. Don't make this movie all about a pig for the first 20 minutes. Say something about a cool sword somewhere in there. Like, he fought <laughs> the king or something. I don't know. With his magic sword years ago. Something like that. Right. Rather than just showing it up. Whatever. Yeah. It's not good storytelling. I don't know if you guys have gleaned this yet. Not a fan. Not a fan. No. Yeah, you know, it's weird. It, it was a weird moment that, like, they just sort of threw in there. They So he steals the sword. It's just his now. He doesn't care. And then we meet the, the bard guy. Blam. Yeah. Fluter. Fluter the fluter. He's got this magic loot, and it, it breaks the strings every time that he's lying or exaggerating. And I think this is a really funny plot device. I don't know, like, I wish that there was more focus on his loot, because I think that that <laughs> w- would have made it more funny. But, like, okay, so I've got I've got a few questions about this. Sure. One, why is a bard there to begin with? Like, he says, like, I was just coming up to this castle to to try and entertain the king. And he saw that it was, like, this broken down castle. 
and shit. So, like, why even bother coming up to this one? He's like a, a door-to-door bard salesman, and he's like, uh, yeah, law of averages, I'm going to go try this one. And then it doesn't work. But question number two, if you're a villain, right, why somebody comes knocking on your castle door and they're like, hey, guys, I want to play you some music. And you're like, no, you're not. I'm going to throw you in the fucking dungeon. <laughs> like, I, I, and then you see that there are, like, other bards in the dungeon who have died there yes. previously. So they do this, like, a lot. Like, they, he, the, this, the, the, the Horned King has something against bards. He has something against music. I think it's the jolliness. I think he doesn't like jolliness. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that he, he's the only one that's allowed to play music. I think that the Horned King probably has, like, an electric guitar or something, and he's, like, the only one that is allowed to play music here. Yeah, uh, I can see the Horned King on an electric guitar. Right? Makes sense Just me. shredding up some chords? Yeah. So, uh, the last question that I have is, okay. his, his his strings are constantly breaking. So, like, does he just carry around enough strings to just always replace like, cause that those those things are expensive, man, and the, it takes time to it's replace. It's like a magic loot, right? Maybe it fixes itself or something. Like if he apologizes for lying, maybe they fix themselves. <laughs> so he's in like constant <laughs> repentance. He's like, he's like, yeah, I lied about that. Okay, you win. Fix the string, please. So sorry. I, I have. This is my livelihood. You can't keep breaking. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think that he just has to carry around more and is just constantly replacing them. And so at some point he's like, you know what? I just don't want to lie anymore because I can't afford more strings. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've cleared that up. Breaking one side of a drawbridge, Tony. Tell, tell me, tell me in, in terms of physics. Yeah. Breaking one side of a drawbridge. Uh-huh. Will that cause the entire thing to come crashing down? So, did he hit the, like, the bridge? No, he, he hit he the br- chain. He, holding up he the chain. one side of the drawbridge. Probably not. If, if it's sitting right, like a regular drawbridge should, then no. No. Like, I, I didn't think so. Okay, so that's, that's one issue in this escape scene. The other issue that I have in this escape scene is that, like, the, the bard uh, fluter, he's just like... Everybody get out of the way! Get out of the way! And all these guards are like that have them cornered, they win. That's it. They're like, what? Get out of the way? Okay. And then they get out of the way like idiots. <laughs> yeah, they're not smart. <laughs> like why would you the just Horn King Horn King definitely like like one upped his uh his army when he got the dead guys. Yeah. <laughs> They, they definitely, uh, they lost some of their, their intelligence. So, we move on. They escaped by some miracle. And the, the kid, Taryn, is all like, Yeah, you know I'm a hero with my awesome sword. Let me tell you about more, more about my awesome sword. And, and Princess Zelda's like, No, dude, the sword is magic. The sword and, got us out of here. And also, if I didn't help you, you'd still be there. And he, uh, he calls her a silly girl, and then they make up. Yeah. It's well, very it's very dumb scene. Yeah, but like more so on the fact that it was just it was the sword that got them out. It's not even your sword. Like you stole the sword. <laughs> By some chance it also happened to be magical and was able to get us out. If that if you hadn't stolen that sword and if like you had a tr- you had trouble with the goat, dude. Like you weren't getting out of there. <laughs> like I it was it, it's fine. Whatever. They are able to find some magical fairies 
Oh my god, I... Oh my god. I hate this scene. I hate... I, I do not understand. Like, there's no purpose for it. No. <laughs> these kids... Okay, so first of all, like... You got, you got these, like, baby fairies. Baby take up, like, fairies. Five minutes. It's like a five-minute scene just looking at these <laughs> baby fairies float around and talk about the fairy universe and talk about what they're doing for lunch and talk about who's building the water purifier. Like, whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, he did break that water purifier, and now those fairies are going to die because they don't have fresh water anymore. Because <laughs> of parasites. <laughs> like... Yeah, like, what are they going to do for water now? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we also didn't talk about, like, you know, the commerce of where are, is all the wine coming from at the castle, but whatever. Yeah. Because nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think they have a trade system in place. They have to, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, who are they trading with? That's my problem, like... Who's going to trade with the Horned King? They must steal it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they they probably pillage. So <laughs> they uh, they they worry about it. They have a different pig. They're like, oh, we have a pig here. And I was hoping that it was just an entirely separate pig. Well, we found a pig in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like, the takeaway, I don't, like, I don't get it. So the takeaway is that fairies don't make great builders, I guess. Yeah, and they, also find they, pigs in the woods. And they find pigs in the woods, there's a happy pig reunion, and so the fairies take them to the Black Cauldron. Yep, because they trust them now. And no more pigs! That's the end of the pig part of the movie. That's it. That The pig is gone. We This major... Pig is gone, not important. This huge, most important part of the movie, the magic pig, is just not relevant anymore. It didn't even help them find <laughs> the fucking Black Cauldron. The, <laughs> it, did not, it didn't do what it was advertised to do. It, this, its one job is to find the Black Cauldron. <laughs> it just got lost like three times. It didn't do anything. What is the pig for? What is the pig for, Josh? I don't know. Jesus and, Christ. You know what? And, and the rest of my issue here is like Terran put himself in danger because he promised that he would take care of the pig. And now he's just going to leave the pig in, in the hands of some fairy strangers because now he, he feels obliged to go do the Black Cauldron thing. Like, you literally just put your life on the line because you wanted to be there with the pig. I hate this movie so much! <laughs> like, wh what is this for? <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why are you going somewhere else now? <laughs> I feel like it's like a joke. It's like a big setup for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least take the pig with you. Whatever. No, it's fine. We we move on. They <laughs> they go to where the black cauldron is. They accidentally let out all of those frogs, the booby frogs, and then these three witches show up. She puts uh, she turns turns Fluter into a frog and puts him in her boobies. Um, yeah, it's a great sex scene where, where the witch is like, you don't mind if I pluck your harp. Uh, uh. <laughs> that was my favorite. That's the one I, I suggest for the, the dirty joke of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, I wrote that one down as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so poor poor Fluter turns into a, a frog, a booby frog. And so they, they, they do this exchange 
and the the witches are like, you know what? We'll trade. That's a really cool magic sword that he's got there. I've got this black cauldron that I can't do oh anything God. with anyway. This movie just gets worse. Like I don't understand how it can keep. Okay, keep going. No, it's fine. They they are get, they're like, yeah, sure, we'll trade. And Taryn just got this sword. He stole a sword like an hour ago. <laughs> and now he's like, this is my greatest possession. I can't part with it because it's I'm mine. I'm no one without this sword. I'm nothing without this sword. Dude, you just, you, you are, it's a win-win. You did not pay any money for the sword. You haven't even had it for that long. You stole it five okay. minutes ago. <laughs> but my question is, like, why even try to get the cauldron in the first place? He says, it's our only chance. And I'm like, why? I guess, like, they found it really easily without the pigs. So the idea is maybe the fairy people will tell the witch king, too? Uh, I mean, uh, who knows? Like, the, the idea is that this... <laughs> The cauldron. Again, nobody has asked for the cauldron. The threads are coming apart. The threads are coming apart. No, she she says nobody has asked for the cauldron in two thousand years. So like, it's well the, hidden, guys. No, nobody even knew that it was fucking here. So like, what are you gonna do when you have this cauldron in your possession? Like, all it's gonna do is make it easier for your dude to come get it. Yeah, and so. They say that the Black Cauldron can never be destroyed. Yeah. And they also say, but, like, its power can be stopped if, like, someone jumps in. Right. That's an important note. It's in the, the, the user's manual. We'll tape that to the side for you. But if, but like, if somebody but like, jumps in, it's rendered useless. But only for this one time, it's rendered useless. It's still a fucking horrible thing that... And it can't be destroyed, so we're just gonna, like... Like, what's their plan at this point? I think they want to hide it. They're gonna hide it. <laughs> but it was in They're a great hiding spot. <laughs> where it's been hidden for 2,000 years. And they're going to go and hide it in the woods. <laughs> go, go, go bury it under some leaves. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, so, like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> he goes back to man. This is such a terrible like plot. <laughs> he's like, without this sword, I'm nothing. I just go back to being an assistant pig keeper. Well, yes, you do, but you have to worry about the pig if you're going to be an assistant <laughs> pig keeper. And who the fuck knows where your pig is now? <laughs> There's, like, only one of them, man. <laughs> uh, there's one pig on the entire one. fucking continent. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously, now that the Black Cauldron is around, it gets stolen, and the, the Horned King has it now. And it's this kid's fault, because he fucked up real good. And so, Gurgi finds a way in, unties all of them, and then jumps into the thing, because Gurgi has no friends. And dies. Gurgi's dead. <sighs> Gurgi has no friends. <laughs> this is this is a story of a sad, sad little hobo that doesn't have any friends, and so he kills himself. But he doesn't like save people. Yeah, but it's still it's like a really sad moment. You're like, man, what a sad way to go. You couldn't have said something a little bit more heroic, like I'm doing this for all of you. Write songs about me. 
build a statue of me in my remembrance. No, it's, <laughs> it's like you you build a statue of Gurgi standing on a ledge over a cauldron, and all it says under it is in quotation marks, Gurgi has no friends. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> it's like really sad. Well, so like Taryn doesn't care that Gurgi jumped in. He's gonna. He's like hoping there's still a chance for Gurgi. So he runs down to like uh, maybe there's a chance for Gurgi. Nope, no chance for Gurgi. And the Horn King gets sucked in, but he doesn't, which is like kind of cool. Very graphic. It's very gross the way the Horn King gets pulled in. Yeah. And then there's this like weird, unnecessary scene. It's like the like fly you fool scene, where they like run out like. <laughs> And they, like, get on a boat, and, like, they're having a really hard time getting out the gate. It's like, you just, like, easily killed the biggest badass, but we're, like, terrified at this gate. We, like, can't beat the gate. Like, <laughs> you just took down the king of the world. Yeah. And this gate is, like, having a... Okay, no. Number part four of how to make a movie. Right. How to not make a movie. Know when the climax is... And then come down off of it. Yeah, because this, this, this is the, the is biggest the gate where we're trying to get out on our boat. <laughs> yeah, the biggest antagonist of this movie was that chain man. Because <laughs> no, like, and two after he had already, we see him like pulling the chain off of the thing. It pans back to the boat and the the gate there, <laughs> and it's still locked even after he pulled it off. And I was like, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> And then it goes it goes back to like the the from his point of view like right down here by the gate and he's like pushing it open and I'm like how did this happen? <laughs> and so that would have been a good time for a magic sword. I'm just saying. Yeah, it sure would have. Magic sword would have done the job. So they get out and they just leave the cauldron there because who fucking cares, right? <laughs> Not like it's like useful or anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is a good is it use now? Like, and so they call upon the three witches and they're like just gonna take this back now since it's of no use to you and <laughs> fluter's like uh-uh -uh, we don't do it we don't give away anything for free i'll tell you what we can do strike up a deal it's me garfield the deals warlock <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening that know what that's from i hope you enjoy it it's, a, it's an adventure zone reference a podcast by the the McElroy brothers go listen to it it's really really good so he, he's like trying to strike up a deal and they're like oh did somebody say deal and they they strike up a deal they're like you can have this sword this very 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 valuable sword for this supposedly useless cauldron we're just making the deal right back when you just said it was a win-win for you guys and now you want it back and you're giving back the thing i it didn't make much sense to me. Yeah, I think they were hoping to like steal the cauldron back and get both. Right. And now that they now that they, they realize that's not an option, they just like want the cauldron back and like don't care about the sword as much. Sure. So, but he, here's my problem. Right. You don't okay. know. And he's like, I just want Gurgi back. But you don't know the ramifications of that in the grand scheme of things because yeah, it's like a monkey's paw kind of thing. Yeah. Like uh, what my 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 thought is. If you take that soul back out of the cauldron, then the cauldron's reactivated. That's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's what I thought, like, that's why they were like, we can't do that. We, that's out of our control. You do that, and bad things happen. And, uh... You know what they did? They, like, they did that, and then they, like, got some random 
person to like willingly walk into the cauldron later. Uh, they like made the trade that they like found like a <laughs> I don't know grabbed one of those frogs that all they want to do is die. Yeah, <laughs> they've been a, a booby like, frog for so long. Be. All of you booby frogs, <laughs> I put put them on the ledge. You can be free now. <laughs> so. Gurgi's alive, though, is the, the general consensus here at the end. Is Gurgi's alive, but he's yep, different. He's different now. He quenches blood. <laughs> he they he was all right uh, till they tore him out of heaven. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed that. That's good. I'm full of references today. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's a Buffy reference. So Gurgi makes <laughs> a and here's my last line. My last note sure. is, why does she have a fairy? Why does she have what? What is the fairy for? What did the fairy do? It chased off the rats. What's it for? <laughs> Who's, what's his name? Like, why? <laughs> it was there to guide her back to the other fairies, Tony. The... Like, and her fairy isn't like the other fairies. It's like a, just a glowing light. It's, it's, it's a, Navi. I don't understand. I don't, don't understand why that's there. There's... <laughs> it, it really didn't do much other than just scare away some rats. You're right. Maybe that's what its whole thing was. For all we know, this could have been a very different movie, and she got bit by one of the rats, got rabies, and died. That that little okay. that little ball of light saved Princess Alonwe's life. But if Princess Alonwe had died, then the kid would probably have not made it out, and then the Black Cauldron would never been pulled <laughs> up, and then the dark guy, the the Satan fella, would have still been cauldron bornless and would have just had that idiot group of like people who get out of the way when told to by the people who they're chasing like he's not an effective like menace without the cauldron i mean really he's not this whole movie is so dumb there's like (laughs) and and the problem is that like as soon as he does have an army of the dead they instantly die like they, they they don't even get out of the castle before they all fall down and die (laughs) <laughs> things things are just not going this poor guy's way. <laughs> so, any any final thoughts about this movie, Tony? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's definitely up there in my least favorite Disney movies of all time. I think it, it's pretty comparable to to Bambi for me. At least this one's like funny bad for me. <laughs> Bambi was more just like I was annoyed a lot of the time. So, <laughs> uh you know, I enjoyed watching this one though. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, like I enjoyed making fun of it. Yeah. But I didn't like I don't enjoy watching it. Yeah. So that's that's the movie. We uh we thank you for listening and we want to thank again Callie Price for being on and doing that awesome interview with us. Real quick I want to say a quick thank you to Beardy for being on last week while Tony was in the hospital. Tony, quick update. How are you feeling? Like good. Somebody stabbed me six times and put a robot inside me and now I have less kidney. Cool. Yeah. So you like a <laughs> I got stabbed. You like a cyborg now? Part. Part. Cool. Yeah. Uh, like a simulator die and all that jazz. <laughs> cool. That's that's pretty awesome. Thank you again to Beauty. We appreciate that. We are stepping in when Tony was out for a little while. And I also want to say a, a couple of quick shout outs to a couple of the podcasts. Guys, I first of all, all of our listeners that have left reviews and ratings, thank you so much. They've been overwhelmingly positive and uh, they have really helped us to start gaining a little bit of speed here. And we're getting we're getting a little bit further along now. I want to say that we have had a couple of people in talks with us about doing some guest host spots from other podcasts and where potentially one of us would go guest host on their 
podcast. So that's really exciting, doing a lot of cross-promoting. And on that note, I've got a couple of uh, quick shout-outs. I did mention Adventure Zone by the Brothers McElroy on the Maximum Fun Network. Go check that out. It's really, really good. And then I've got a couple other ones, Nerds with Words. That's a, it's a nerd comedy podcast. Go check it out. Oh No Lit Class is a podcast that hopefully I will be guest speaking on here in a little while. It's a, a comedy show where they go into summer reading books, essentially, high school summer reading books and talk about them and like why you hate them. And then the other one is Color Me Dead. The Color Me Dead podcast is a uh, podcast about true crime. We're really lucky to have gotten in touch with them. We're going to be doing some cross-promoting with them. And yeah, I think that's all I have. Uh, oh, It's like a comedy podcast about true crime. Yeah, uh, it's ca- like, a kind not of. Not like the normal. Yeah. The other one is uh, Tales from the Fandom. Go check that one out as well. They've, they've been pretty good advocates for us so far, so check them out as well. You know, we do want to hear from you guys, so by all means, come talk to us. Keep the conversation going. We want to hear from you. Give us a little bit of feedback about our episodes, and if you want to have anything else that you want to add to the, the stuff we've talked about, you know, leave a message, especially this one, because I think the commentary will be really, really funny. So you can find us on Facebook at Front Porch Disney. Please, you know, join the the page and we do all of our updates for episodes and things there as well as some of the promoting for uh, other podcasts so check that out we're also on twitter at front porch disney i'm at front porch josh i'm at front porch tony and you can find beardy there as well for anybody that didn't catch it last time it's at beardy the wise check him out he's on twitter as well and then i also created a an instagram you can find us on Instagram at Front Porch Disney as well. So I'm going to be starting up using that here in the next little bit. And then lastly, find us on iTunes, you know, rate and subscribe. A lot of you have already done it, but keep doing it. It helps out a lot. Tony, you got anything else? Nope. All right, cool. Well, then you can't really sing us out. Yes, I can. Oh, no. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around. And hurt you. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. It's Ember and Angel from the Color Me Dead podcast, and you've been listening to On the Front Porch with us. Man, were those guys funny. Or at least that's what they told us to say. (laughs) They are pretty funny, though. (laughs) They are. Thanks for listening.